Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself. With 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas, Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting editions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Podcast Ballsy. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn, and on the phone for us, direct from surprise, is with an exclamation point, Arizona. Evan Grant. Evan, Evan, introduce yourself. Hi, how are you? Happy Valentine's Day. It's great to be back with you. Hey, Evan, did you and Gina have a little Valentine dinner before you left? Well, uh, Uh yes and no, Gina. Um. Gina made for me her special lasagna, which is world class. But um, we did not go out for a Valentine's Day dinner since I left before Valentine's Day. I left Valentine's cards and le- and the flowers were delivered yesterday oh. for both Gina and for Natalie. Oh. And um, I will You're take her out. out for a nice dinner when I get back uh, for my little spring break sabbatical at the end of February. Evan, that story you just told is exactly why I never let my wife hang around with your wife. <laughs> because she would expect that too. Of course, I've been married thirty-five more years than you, or thirty-four more years than you. So what you're saying is, he Barry, just, he Barry, just yeah, I know, Barry. You went over to the florist and you said, "Can I buy this rose? And can you throw in a couple extras for free, <laughs> like tortillas?" Oh my god! I'd like to buy one rose and get eleven free ones. Uh, you know, so no, so no one asked me, but I'll just go ahead and say, as, as usual, I, I wrote my uh, my lovely wife a poem for <sighs> for Valentine's Day. I always do that for her for her birthday, Valentine's Day, and her anniversary. Is, uh, did it start roses are red, violets are blue? It was a little bit better than that. Not much. It was good. Share some of us. Violets are blue. No, it's very personal. I can't. I can't. Our get marriage it. is paper, but Debbie, you're my glue. Oh my gosh! You know this is why they keep me around. Is uh, so so maybe a, a, just a notch above. Give that. us give us the first line of the poem. How do I love thee? No, I, I, let me see what, what it was. Uh, I can't remember. You can't remember. I can't remember. You know what? I actually believe that he can't remember. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, this is our Kevin, Valentine's Day. Let, 
Let me just say this, okay? Yeah. I am sure you sent a lovely Valentine's poem yeah. to Debbie. Yeah. And I do not doubt that it was spectacularly written and executed because, as we all know, you are America's perfect husband and dad. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop uh, it. I thought, I thought you were going to say, like, it, it, at the Horn House, every day is Valentine's Day. Oh, that and that's true. Yeah, every day is Valentine's Day. Y'all are just a couple of little lovebirds there. Yeah. yeah, every day is a massacre at the Horn House. He just, Barry's, Barry's, yeah, Barry's middle son, Alex, who married someone named Alex, uh, so they are Alex squared, uh, they, are, uh, they just got back from their honeymoon, in which they went to Vietnam. Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, which followed, by the way, their mini-moon. Yeah. So, and how long, Mexico. Tell, tell everybody how long that lasted. How long did that honeymoon last? The honeymoon? Yeah. The mini moon was like four days. The honey- <laughs> mini moon. Well, that's what it's called because they, they went right after the wedding. Yeah. Then they had to spend time. I think they were gone for two and a half weeks. As, you, as I recall, you said it was a 12-day cruise. But there was, there was things around the cruise, too. But they, the whole thing lasted 12 days. Oh, no. It was more than that. It was two and a half weeks. I'm oh telling you. They left on a well. They left on a Thursday, came back on a Sunday. So is that two and a half weeks? Yeah, something like that. So that is just outrageous to me. When I, I thought five days in Hawaii was a big deal when I got married. My, my God, two and a half weeks is longer than most of my relationships. Wow, than most no of my, kidding. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But that's what that's where we are in the world today. Well, they, they're so in love. I expect. I said to my wife, I said, "Do you think they'll come back and still like each other?" Wow. And, and they're back, and they still do. You know, here's, here's what you told me, is that you would be bored in two and a half weeks. I would be bored with Sharon, and she would be bored with me. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> unless, unless you wanted to stay in the room and watch TV all the, all, oh all the time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Two and a half weeks of a honeymoon. That is unbelievable. But that's what kids are these days, you know? Yeah, you know, and and all their friends and all kids, nobody wants to go to Niagara Falls anymore. No. Nobody wants to go. Nobody even wants to go to Mexico for I their did, honeymoon well, anymore. Well, I've never been there. Once again, I've never been once there. again, we are speaking right to our demographic, pulling in the young people, hooking them with this kind of <laughs> Niagara Falls. Well, they were the kids today talk. They, they were <laughs> Phuket? Is that, is that a place in, in Thailand? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. No yeah, it's idea. Something, it's, it's Phuket. Phuket. And you okay. pronounce it very, very delicately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be I careful. Be careful with that. All right, so this is in our special uh, Valentine's podcast today. We're going to send out a Valentine to an athlete or athletes that we think deserve one. So uh, who wants to go first? You are, because you have the most a- obvious athlete in the history of Dallas Fort Worth. I picked a very obvious one. I, I picked old, our old buddy Dirk Nowitzki, uh, who, who the, the, the Mavericks can't even get his name spelled correctly on the back of his jersey these days. Um, but, you know, h- how can you not send out a Valentine to, to Dirk Nowitzki, who has been, in, in my mind... Uh, and you know I'm well aware of the Cowboys' history in this in this uh, town, but Dirk has played 20 seasons for the Dallas Mavericks. 20. There is not another athlete in Dallas, Fort Worth sports history who has played that long for the franchise. Evan, are you all right? You sound a little bit like Darth Vader there. Is it? Is oh, you I'm sorry, I had the uh, I, I had the phone a little bit close to my mouth. Oh, <laughs> my Stop gosh. it. My gosh, and I was waxing so eloquently about Dirk. 
No one's ever played 20 years for one franchise in this town. Delivered a, uh, a, a world title. Uh, and, you know, it made himself into one of the top 12 players in the history of the game, right? Yes, and you're you're leaving out something very important. Uh, he shaved his payroll. Oh yeah, he, he took pay cuts uh, so to make th- try to make things happen here, and he's just a world class guy. Uh, there's there's not a nicer, more uh, humble athlete. You know, Roger Staubach is always you know that would be top of the line here. You know, there's no question about Roger. But Roger only ended up playing for the Cowboys. Uh, I'm, I'm it's longer than you think. Years. It, yeah, no. I think, but it wasn't. It wasn't twenty. No, uh, and and no, nobody sixty nine to seventy nine. I think. Yeah, I think it was. It's eleven a, years, Evan. Yeah, I think it was eleven seasons. I think it sounds right. So, uh, and and some of that because of, of his military commitment. So, uh, but but at any rate, uh, that you just put all those things together. There's never been another athlete in this town like Dirk Nowitzki, in my in my estimation. No, I think I, I think that um, we did one of these evergreen shows last spring um, while I was out here, and it was about the coolest athletes in DFW history. And I think the um, conversation at that point in time came down to Roger and Dirk as well because they are, they kind of have set the bar in this town. You know, Roger played his entire career with the Cowboys, led this team to championships, um, became a successful business person, obviously, with his military commitment, had, had set up a, a high standard there, and he is an approachable uh, person. Um, and I think the same thing, you know, the same thing holds true for Dirk. He is incredibly humble. Uh, he's much more self-deprecating than, than most athletes are. He embraces his goofiness. I think that's one of the reasons we we, we love him so much as a, 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 a just as a personality and. And 20 years, you know, playing 20 years in one market, it doesn't matter if it's Dallas. It's unheard of around the country. And, right. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's he's worthy of, of um, a valentine, of a statue, of uh, however Dirk will end up being uh, feted uh, after his uh, after his playing career is done. What 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 would the poem be? You you wrote your wife a poem. What would your poem to Dirk? For Dirk, uh, you know, I don't just whistle them up. You know, it takes a little while for me to get it going. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll work. I on don't that. whistle them up. Is, is, <laughs> is, is, is that yeah. a Pasadena phrase? <laughs> Did you learn that? On the... I did not actually live in Pasadena. I went to Pasadena schools. We lived in Houston. I mean, if I lived in Pasadena, I'd be proud to say that. Uh, but you, you were know, educated in Pasadena. I was educated in Pasadena schools, although the schools were not actually in Pasadena. That's the crazy thing. Where were they? They were in Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Evan's talking. To, are you talking to somebody off off camera here, Evan? Um. Yes, uh, I was uh, giving somebody directions to the bathroom here. <laughs> I'm glad you're making use of, good use of yourself. All right, now, Evan, we're going to say Barry's for last because I think Barry's got a really good one. But we want to hear what you, do? you who Who are you sending your Valentine for? Well, I think all of America expects that I would send my Valentine to Michael Young. Yes, um, we but, would. Uh, but um, I'll just save my Hall of Fame ballot for him for next year. Um, instead, I, I will take a page out of our... Uh, Rangers podcast and send a Valentine with an ulterior motive uh, to Clayton Kershaw. Oh, I see where you're going here, Evan. Oh, there we go. Um, maybe some flowers and roses and candy and thirty million bucks or so um, <laughs> over the next five years after this year. 
will uh, lure him back to Dallas. But, you know, the same things that you say about Dirk, I I think you could say about Clayton um, in that he is a very down-to-earth person. Uh, He's very committed to charity. Um, He lives, still lives in DFW, married his high school sweetheart. uh, And And she's a big part of that picture. What's that? She's a big part of that picture, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, is a know, huge part of she, she's, yeah, yeah, she started those mission trips to Africa while she was still in high school. Uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, she, I, she's a – and they're, they're a great partnership together. And, and, you know, when Clayton pitches, my goodness, he's a competitor. But I think the rest of the time he is very comfortable in his own skin, being a little bit goofy, being, being, very, being silly. Um, and, and those are the things that – that I think are very embraceable about athletes today. And, and so uh, I think Clayton would be my ulterior motive, Valentine, but I think if I was also handing one out just today here in Surprise, it would be to Adrian Beltre because who doesn't love Adrian Beltre? Who doesn't love Adrian? How can you not? That's really sweet. Uh, you know what? You guys have made it difficult for me, but I'm going to nominate somebody even older then Dirk and Adrian. Hold on, before you do that, I want to say that uh, that Dirk Nowitzki, even as we speak, speaking of goofy tweets, just tweeted out a picture of himself dunking against the Lakers. Why is that goofy? It's the first time he's dunked. It happened like thirteen years ago. Well, it was the first time he dunked in a game in over uh, Jose. What is it? Over two years, three years, four years? Something outrageous. Amazing. It might have been it's five amazing. years. Uh, but but that's that's classic Dirk to be tweeting that picture out. All right, now Barry, go right ahead. I'm. I sorry. just want to say I went out to dinner a couple of Friday nights ago with with someone, and we went to an Italian restaurant. Did you get free food? Free bread. Free bread. The bread. Wow. They brought out the bread. Oh. It, they couldn't stop bringing. Finally, we had to say no more bread. <laughs> but it, but it, you were stuffing it in your pockets. You were. I, you we, were took it to go, we took it to go box of bread. Can we have it to go box of bread. By the way, it's a, a bread to go. But the, the gentleman I was out with uh, used to be the head of the local Make a Wish Foundation, and he just brought it up and he told me about three athletes who were incredible to work with with Make a Wish. And I, I was surprised by one and not surprised. One I never even thought about, and one I was not surprised about. He told me Emmett Smith was the most easiest guy to work with of the Cowboys. And I was kind of surprised. Very surprised. Uh, but, but he said Emmett was, was a sweetheart. The reason I say very surprised is because when, when and I'm on the voting board for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, when we tried to vote him into the Hall of Fame, his agent said, okay, how much are you, you going to pay him to come and speak yeah. and to appear at this thing? Appear an appearance fee. That's, well, no, but that, that, that's not Emmett. We, we don't know if Emmett. We, would, we don't know that. It might have just been the agent. But, but he said Emmett was a sweetheart. He, you know, he, he took a Make-A-Wish kid home with him to Pensacola. Really? Yeah, and, and I was just blown away by that. Then another guy who used to be local, I don't think lives around here anymore, was Fred Couples. Freddie Boom Boom Couples. Freddie Couples, who, who, who went above and beyond all, what, when, in dealing with uh, Make-A-Wish kids. And last but not least was Nolan Ryan. He's, and and here's, the, here's the Nolan Ryan story, which I, I fell in love with immediately. There was a kid in San Francisco who was, had cancer and was, was dying. And all he wanted to do was meet Will Clark, who at the time was, I think, a giant still. So they, they, for some reason, they couldn't get Will Clark. They said, how about Nolan Ryan? And the kid said, sure. And, oh, by the way, 
And but let me say, when Make a Wish went to Nolan Ryan, they asked him. They said, "How many wishes can we count on you to grant this year?" You know what his response was? He says, "I'll." I'll his response was, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how many wishes I, I'll grant, but you have to promise me one thing, on one condition. And they said, what? And he said, there'd be no publicity about this. Really? Yeah. And, and then he said, I'll do, I'll do as many wishes as you want to, to, to do. Wow. Evan, you're getting a little too close to the phone again. Evan, you're too close to the phone again. Back away from the phone. Darth. And and so it, it, it was really an, an, an amazing thing. But anyway, to make a long story short, uh, the, the the child, the kid comes from California, spends a day with Nolan, is is blown away by Nolan, goes back to California. And you know what Nolan does? Nolan, a couple of days later, sends him an autographed jersey of, of Will Clark, which he didn't have, obviously. But he got Will Clark to, 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 to autograph a jersey. Tells the kid, I found this in my closet, so I want you to have it. And, and I'm told the child slept in that jersey uh, until... He passed away. Wow. What a great story. And, and, and you know, I, I know there's a whole Nolan Ryan thing. What did he do for the Rangers? What he didn't do for the Rangers? That's what he did for the Rangers. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, there's, never, there's never been a question about Nolan Ryan's integrity and his understanding of what it meant to be a professional athlete and the role model aspect of it. Um, he... He carried that mantle. He carries that mantle very seriously. Um, and in those situations, he's incredible with uh, with his time and his generosity. And, and I got to say, you know, I, I've been on a couple of hospital visits with athletes over over my time, and I know Dirk does this a lot. Um, and, and I was very fortunate when I was younger to. Um, and was in South Florida, I went with Jeff Conine to the Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, which he was a big benefactor of, and he would go once a month on his own um, and spend hours during the day just visiting kids and spending time with them. And it, that's a difficult thing. Oh, yeah. Um, even to do once a year, because a lot of these kids are facing life-threatening illnesses, and you're there, you know, you are there with the mantle to to cheer them up, to act, not act with, with any pity or sadness or sympathy towards them. You're there to make them feel like everything is okay. And it's a difficult thing for these guys to do, and I salute players every time they go and do it. It, it, it does kind of... Um, it overwhelms me when I see these guys in hospital rooms with, with kids. You know, I, I, and I, I agree with you. It, it is in many ways a difficult thing to do. But you know what? If you could bring that kid that kind of joy, who, who wouldn't be moved and who wouldn't be gratified that they had been so fortunate as to have come to this place in their life that their mere presence could make some kid in that situation feel so good? I mean, I, 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 I look at those things and I think, man, what, what a great opportunity that is to do that. You know, I, I, listen, I've been with groups and we've gone in and visited and, and done things like that. And, and, you know, people are always glad to come, that you come and see them if they, if they have the wherewithal to even recognize it. Um, 
but it doesn't have the impact of when someone like that goes and visits. I, I just feel like, it, you know, I, I, I'm glad when they do, and I, and I think my feeling is that they should be doing those kinds of things. Uh, and, I, and, and, you know, I understand why Nolan would want to say, I don't want any publicity for this. For one thing, then everybody in the world's calling you up and wanting you to do it. Right. Uh, well, do yeah, the same that, thing. that's one. And also, he, he just wants to spend, he doesn't want cameras around. No, absolutely. And that's the same reason. And, and Dirk, is, Dirk is the same way. Dirk has done the same thing and for the same reasons. And, I, you know, that was the thing about Nolan that always impressed me. Uh, when people would ask me what he was like, I said, you know, he was just always a regular guy, you know, uh, as opposed to so many athletes. When you would have a conversation, you know, and, and Evan knows this. Evan's been at a, a thousand dinners with, with uh, Nolan. Uh, if you had dinner with him at the ballpark and you'd be talking about something, I can see Nolan reaching on his hands and there were three of us sitting across the table saying, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? That doesn't seem like a big deal. But it is a big deal when an athlete asks you your opinion about another player. You know, Nolan knows a thousand more times more about you know baseball than I do, but but he's asking me my opinion. He's actually, you know, I remember when we were talking one time about an old Astro in, infielder. The guy was a you know a utility infielder, and I said I I thought he had the the, the quickest hands I ever saw, and he goes, I did too. He, he goes in this oh, whole he, explanation. Oh, you just want to tell the story because he agreed with well, you. No, well, but but the fact that you know most of them would just go, yeah, yeah. What do you know? You know, uh, and that was always the great thing to me about Nolan. He did have a, a, a great common man's touch. Well, the, the most remarkable thing I ever thought about him is if you'd mentioned a pitcher or a batter, a batter, if you'd mentioned a batter, he would remember almost every time he faced a batter and what he threw. Well, a lot, a lot of players did. I, my, my experience with Nolan was that, time, that that year I did a 27-part series on him uh, for one for every year of his career. Which was, it sounded like a good idea when it started out, uh, but I would go to him with, I'd say, okay, well, now we're up to 1970, you know, six. He goes, what happened that year? And I'd, sell, I'd say, this is what happened. He goes, oh, okay. And then we'd go through it. And that was another reason why he was such a good guy. He was such a good sport to that entire thing. 27-part series. That might be the longest series did in you the ever go out to, Did man. you ever go out to lunch with him? With Nolan? Yeah. We we had had lunch, had dinner. Did you go out and have times. Mexican food? Maybe we did not, and he did not ask for free tortillas either. Uh, no, he got free tortillas. He, he got free tortillas. That's right. Wherever he went, they were like, "Oh, do you need some tortillas? Happy to give you tortillas. We don't charge you for tortillas." Sir. That's right. He did send me an Alvin. He did send me to a drive-in that he had uh, frequented all those years that he was growing up there and living there, and it was great. And and of course, there was you know nobody the there. And across the street at you the Sonic, the it was packed. <laughs> Ridiculous. You know the amazing thing, Barry, is like he'd go to an Italian restaurant and they'd bring him tortillas too. <laughs> Evan, I think we're done. I think that'll put a thirty on on this podcast. You know, I won't just say this right now that I think that uh, that Barry Horn won on the uh, on the Valentine's. No, it's just, were, I just, good. It was, I, I just heard that those that story. No, that's good though. That's what the that's kind of inside people I, like to hear. I, I just heard that story from from this, this gentleman who we went out to dinner with to a place right in your neighborhood up there. Uh, so you didn't ask me to come? No. Wow. No, because you want, as, as I recall, Evan, does he do this to you? He says, why don't you go there, tell me how Was it that is. that Italian place? Yes, oh. Mangiamo's. Yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, Preston and LBJ. Preston and LBJ. And Kevin goes, Barry, you go, you be the guinea pig, tell me how you liked it, and then uh, I might want to go. Okay. And it was really oh, that good. that place is good. Yeah. You've been there, Evan? 
Yeah, I've been there. They have great sausage and onions, peppers, and really uh, spicy sauce. Yeah, it's fabulous. Well, you know the 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 chef and the owners from the Bronx where. Where, where Barry, Barry Horn is Barry from. Barry Horn is from. Yeah. We, we grew up on opposite sides of the Bronx. It's right across the parking lot from a really good place, the Maple, the Maple Leaf Diner. Are, 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 we tro- are we trolling now for No, I just sponsors? think it's really good food. It, they, uh, Maple Leaf Diner is packed. You cannot go in there at any time. It is not packed. And that's, can't that's kind better, of a... Can't you can't get better poutine than you can at uh, Maple Leaf Diner. Poutine. You know you know why they call it that? Because the owners are Canadian. What What is poutine, by the way? Ex- explain. French fries and gravy, yeah. cheese, curd, or cheese curds and gravy. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of that floating around the the, the room when we were getting our food. Wow, well, yeah. it was really good. Yeah, we take you there for lunch. I, I take you there. Listen, they got and you would like this because the servings are enormous. Oh. Serving sizes are enormous, so you would love that. Uh, it's it's really good food, and and like I said, there's some days when the line is out the door. Really, yeah. So. So it's commonplace, and especially since Harvey Goff closed down. Uh, was he in that? He was in that. He, he was, was in that, that shopping, shopping center, center too. They raised his rent. They want to raise his rent. He was not doing well. Not he was two doors down from uh, the pajamas. Yeah. But let me ask you this: you 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 went there, didn't you? Many times. And so it was good enough for you. Well, I mean, I just always like Goffs. You know, a lot of people don't put up with Harvey. Uh, the people who were in there were just the just the older older group, the, the diehards. Um, yeah, he, he was not doing well there. Evan, I think this might be a good opportunity to announce, and we're talking about restaurants, we might be taking the podcast on the road to a... Yeah, uh, let's not announce that. Okay. Yet, Barry. Let's wait till we actually have that all. We didn't talk... Well, we, I was going to say where. So we didn't really talk about it then. Let's just pretend we didn't talk about it. So that people, really so people could... Really, the whole idea is so people could meet you, because nobody wants to spend any time with Kevin or I. No. No. Well, because you're going to ask, hey, you got anything free for me? How free? about a little something for the help? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my right. God. How about a little something there? And he's putting his hands out and rubbing his fingers together. All right. I think it's time to go. <laughs> and I know our listeners and people who follow us on Twitter will absolutely agree with me. It is criminal to charge people for tortillas. <laughs> At a Mexican restaurant. I thought you were going in on something really profound, and that's what you came it up with. It is criminal. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I see what the ratings at the assisted living homes around DFW are going to be through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> More free food for Mr. Horn. Those are core readers. They're uh, also known as core readers of the Dallas Morning News. That's right. Anyway, it's been great. We've had uh, today. We've talked about the Cowboys and Charles Haley. We've talked about uh, with David Moore. With David Moore, uh, who covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day DFW.com. And we've also had Evan Grant on, a frequent guest, uh, to talk about the Rangers and the and the twenty five man roster that he and T R Sullivan collaborated on. And uh, and we have now had our Valentine's Day podcast in which we bestowed our valentines upon certain athletes that all of whom are older older yeah they were all older guys that's true well you don't know about these young guys yet right clayton kershaw's not 30 yet yeah that's true you're right you're right that's it Evan, you, you, one of us is trying to reach the younger audience. Ah, boy, Evan. Well, that's just you because you're the bomb vivant. You know, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw might be too old for the uh, young folks. That he also, he's almost thirty. Oh my God! Yeah, he's an old timer. Well, I just want to say I would like to wish a happy Valentine's Day to both of you guys. You're my 
You're my podcast Valentine, Valentine's. 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 Yeah, we Barry was worried that you were going to send yours to Bobby Valentine. He's is he no, before think, is he before your time? He's I before think Jerry time. Fraley would be sending his Valentine's to I, Jerry to Bobby. No, I don't think he would. I don't, I don't think, think he so. would. Although you know what, in the end, I'm trying to remember uh, what how he left it with Bobby, Bobby V. I don't, I don't know if it he was. He did good not leave it well with Bobby V. I don't think. No, and okay. I, you know, everybody knows I love Jerry Fraley. I don't think he leaves leaves it well with a lot of people. No, that's, that's that's true. Bobby V. You know, uh, I, I always got along with Bobby. All right. Uh, okay. You know why? You I know, love, do you know why I love Bobby V? Why is that? Because he I'm came. Tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. You know why? Because Bobby V claims that he invented the tortilla wrap-up. And no. we know that you love your tortillas. <laughs> no. I, I love Bobby V because he, it's, it's not who you are. It's who you, who you succeed. And he came after... Doug Rader. Doug Rader. Who was the meanest <laughs> man who ever lived. The meanest manager in the history of, of, of baseball. Yeah. So uh, he, I, Bobby V was a breath of fresh air. air. I don't know. J- Doug Rader gave me a James Lee Burke novel once. Why would he give you a novel? Uh, because he was a very voracious reader, and we had gotten to talking about novelists, and he brought the the book to me. Well, Doug was a, Doug was a you know, I covered Doug as, uh, when he was a coach with the Marlins, um, and uh, I know he did not go over well here in Texas as no. a manager, but he was, he was definitely an interesting personality. Um, there were a lot of aspects of him that... Uh, we got to see that we probably didn't want to see and some that we should have been able to see that we didn't get to see. Um, he's a complicated, he's a complicated guy, but also an interesting guy. You know, he, he, he was, uh, Jesus Salu saw some things from uh, Doug Rader that he wished he hadn't seen. In ball four. Yeah. yeah that was, that was not good. Did Doug his underwear at somebody? Uh, no, yes, that, he did. Uh, it wound up on a rider from Fort Worth, Jim Ray. Head. And it, it, Jim was so taken aback by that, he didn't, he didn't move. He did not remove the clothes. He threw the clothes up in the air is what happened. And it landed, some of it landed on Revo. <laughs> and Revo was so intimidated, he just kept taking notes and did not remove but, but, it. But it, let, let's just say this, in Revo's defense, nobody removed it. No, I don't think I, I was. I wasn't there that day. No, I wasn't either. I, I, was, not, I was not around for any of Doug Rader uh, as a manager. Uh, which I was glad, but you know, you just—it depends on how you catch these guys. Because Evans, right? I remember one time in spring training, I went and interviewed Dick Williams, who had yeah had a reputation as a real jerk. Uh, and uh, it was at the end; he knew it was the end. And so I I waited for the local guys to finish, and I talked to him. I was doing a story on him, and we talked for a while. And he goes, "Hey, I got to go do this game." There's nobody left in the clubhouse. He's the last guy in the clubhouse. He says, "I got to go do this game. You gonna be out, you gonna be around after the game?" And that, I that, said, that, that "Yeah, remind, I'll be back." That reminds me of a story, uh, Evan. I'm gonna take you way back again because that's that's the way I roll. In 1986, the Final Four was in Dallas, and uh, Tim Callishaw was assigned to get uh, the 1956 uh, Final Four MVP. I think it was Bill Russell, and Tim chased them all over the country. And Bill never had time for him, and then Tim finally gets him. He was staying at the uh, Hyatt Regency when the Final Four was here. <laughs> Excuse me. And Tim asks him a question. Bill goes, yeah, okay. Uh, what do you want? You finally got me. Tim asks him a question. Bill liked. Bill Russell liked. And Bill Russell turns, uh, says to him, hey, that's a great question. You got a minute? 
<laughs> you got a minute? I, I got a long story on that. You got a minute? And Tim was like, are you kidding me? I've been chasing you for a year. I've been chasing you for a year, and, 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 and Bill liked the question. So sometimes it's the question you, you ask, too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But anyway, Evan, thank you so much for being with us. Jose is getting a little antsy here. Uh, we got to go. We got to go. Bye, Evan. Bye-bye, guys. Happy Valentine's Day, booby. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. See ya. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat mother of three, and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.